Good morning again, <laughs> Restoration Church. So we are on take two or three, I think. Um, I'm not sure, but tried to go to a different portion of the house and just to have a stronger signal. So if you're with us, great. We are glad that you're with us. If, if you're seeing this later in the week, um, that is okay as well. Um, we are just glad to be able to be, uh, be together with you. So with the desire of kind of trying to get a little bit more momentum, uh, instead of kind of picking up where I, I left off, I'm going to kind of go back to the beginning. Um, but again, feel free to, to look back. And, and if you want to join in singing uh, with Abe, excuse me, there was a, another video. And, and boy, make that a part of your week as well uh, to worship the Lord together. Um, so as a reminder of kind of where we've been, uh, we've been kind of on this journey of the unexpected. And if you're, if you're like me this morning, some of these technological challenges that we're facing are, are certainly uh, unexpected. You know, it feels like one week we will have great experience and the next week it'll be challenging, but that's, that is okay. But we've talked about preparing for the unexpected because we know it's going to come. And when it comes, we're challenged to proceed with this idea of humility and yet also expectancy that, that the Lord is, is clearly working. And then we began to look at preparing for the unexpected and that the unexpected is going to involve potentially some stress. Um, and, and so this idea of preparing for it is, is an important part of, of, of preparing. And, and, and we talked last week about the idea of rest and, and that rest is important to have as part of our life, whether that's rested of, um, from paid work or even unpaid work. That it's something that it just shows, uh, it reminds us of the freedom that we have in Christ. And that those who are, uh, the nation of Israel was not free. And, and when they were in bondage and in slavery, they couldn't rest. But us, we have that opportunity to express our love um, of Christ through rest. And so as we're looking at, at this week, we're going to look at this idea of, of, this, of releasing control. What does it mean to release control as we're um, preparing for the unexpected? Um, and control is something that, that I enjoy having in my life. I don't know about you. Um, and, and so it's, it's sometimes challenging to, to release that, that to the Lord. But as I was thinking about this idea of releasing control of different parts of my life, I also thought about what might get in the way of this process. What are, there, what are aspects of my life that might hinder the relinquishment of control or this relinquishing of control? In other words, what might I be resistant to uh, the relinquishing control of various aspects or areas of my life? Well, it would, easy, it would be easy to say, you know, that I'm resistant to all aspects of releasing control and that I've, I'm called to release every, uh, every part of my life um, to Christ. And, and those, it's certainly true that God has called us to release this uh, control of our life and, and to, to give it to him. Those are true statements. We're called to live as Christ and to live in such a way that gives the Lord control of all aspects of our life. But it could be overwhelming this morning if I just said release everything and just give everything, even though certainly that is what the Lord is wanting us to do. But we're going to look at just a couple, a couple aspects of, of releasing control and then of, of what does it mean to, uh, to do that and how does that look. If you've got your Bibles, um, or if you're using a, a device, or, or if you have another free device on your on you, um, we're going to look at Mark chapter four for a few minutes. Um, we're going to read Mark four thirty five through forty one. 
So again, Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 31. Excuse me, 35 through 41, forgive me. So the day, it says, when evening came, he said to his disciples, this is Jesus talking, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crown behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. Now a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat, so it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping in a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The disciples were on the boat with Jesus. Think about this, the Sea of Galilee, now as, as kind of a large lake. Now, when I had the chance to, to visit Israel many years ago, I, I loved visiting the city of Tiberias. Tiberias is right on the Sea of Galilee. And I remember so much greenery as compared to the desert where Jesus wandered for 40 days in the first part of his ministry. I remember looking over the Sea of Galilee from Tiberias to the Golan Heights. So as you think about a large lake, don't even think about maybe you've been to Lake Michigan or Lake Erie or one of the Great Lakes. And it's, it's, it's smaller than that because you can see the, from one side to the next side of the Sea of Galilee. It's not even a great lake. But it's a, as, as the disciples were on this experience, as they're in the middle of this lake, many of them, especially I mean, those who were fishermen, would have known this lake. They would have spent many hours, even days, in this lake fishing for fish. They had fished it for years. They had maybe even seen these types of storms come up in their life. But yet here they are. Let's get their perspective for a moment. These men knew this body of water those who were fishermen knew what to expect, and yet in the middle of this lake, this storm comes up, and even though they had just seen Jesus complete these, these miracles, they were very afraid. They had no control over this situation. They couldn't maneuver the boat to another part of the lake. They couldn't just raise the sails and go on and get to a place where it was going to be safe. They couldn't, you know, turn the motor on like we can today and, and bring the boat in. They they had no control. They were in the middle of this lake during this rough storm. They were at the mercy of the waves of this storm, and yet Jesus was present with them. Now, I'm not a boater. I don't know anything about the nature of boating. I would love to get a boat someday, but I don't know anything about boating. All I know is I have no doubt that I would have been very afraid in this type of situation. Have you ever been so afraid of something that you're unable to even remember thinking about anything else except the fear in that moment. Well, it, what I'm learning is it's actually a physiological response. As your, your amygdala part of your brain kind of fires up in that fight, fear, or, or flight portion of your brain, the, the, the part of your brain that normally thinks, that can reason, that can deal with these types of challenges is actually not as focused. So this is an important, obviously, part of, of who we are. And when we have to make a split-second um, decision to save a life or, or, or to do something in that moment, it's important that we have that, that quick response. But really, as, as you think about these situations where fear can start to, uh, to well up, really the, the primary way to, to turn it back is to try to relax the fear portion of your brain. 
In this case, while it seems that though the presence of Jesus would have relaxed them, they were unable to remember the very miracles that Jesus had done. Look at their response. Do you not care? Do you not care that we are about to die, that we're about to drown? What type of statement is this? Had he not shown that he cares? Of course he cares. Yet fear is a resisting factor to releasing control. If I'm afraid of an outcome, it becomes very hard to release control of something in my life to anyone. I don't know what the disciples expected at this moment, but I do know that they were hoping for something. Fear is, is, is a feeling that we can have in these moments that make it very difficult to see anything else except for where we are in that moment. But fear is not the only area that can impact a resistance of releasing control. As you think about your life, as you look at your life, I want you to kind of think for a moment of those areas that you are competent, maybe even an expert in. Have you ever relinquished control of something in your life where somebody else had an expertise or had a competency? Truth be known, I find it easier to relinquish control in an area of my life that I'm still learning. Think about it. This is why I love opportunities or learning about different types of apprentice opportunities and apprenticeships. There's a process of, of where the expert, the, the master craftsman, the, the, you know, whatever that they are an expert at, comes alongside of somebody who's, who's an apprentice who needs to be mentored and learn, and, and they teach them in a, in a thorough and methodical process, they teach them about the craft, about what they're doing. The mentor comes alongside and, and trains them a little bit at a time, sometimes through demonstration, sometimes through correction, but always by the side of the apprentice, or at the very least, to check their work. But when there's competency or even expertise in an area, it seems like to me it's going to be much more difficult to be teachable, to be trainable. There's much more challenge of relinquishing control. Resistance to relinquishing control might come through fear. It might come through being afraid of a situation, but it also might even come through areas that you are an expert at and, and the willingness to humble yourself and to say, no, even though this is an area that I am an expert, I am competent in, it is important for me to relinquish control of this, this gift, this expertise that maybe even God gave you to give it back and relinquish it to him. So resistance is a part and a challenge when it comes to relinquishing control. I don't know what areas of resistance you might have in your life, um, but it's, it's worth at least reflecting on what are those areas that God may be saying, I want you to give that to me. But another, there's another area of our life, and there are other aspects of our life that are resistant to relinquishing control. Again, those, those fear and that competency. But there's another area that might help us as we consider releasing control. And that is the issue of perspective. Now, perspective changes everything. When I was a, a senior in high school, I, it was maybe my junior or senior, I don't quite remember, but I took a day to go to Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey uh, with some of my classmates. Now, if you've been to a theme park recently, and I don't know how all theme parks do it, but if you've been to at least 
when we've been to, to Disney World, one thing they do is they're always willing to take pictures. There are, you know, folks around the, um, the park that are employed by the park that are taking pictures. But nowadays, it's all digital. And so what they do is they take the picture and they either scan your card or maybe a special wristband. And then all of a sudden, you, you develop this big group of pictures uh, that are that are a part of your, you know, your album. And if you want to buy those, you can go at the end of the day um, and you can purchase those pictures or you can even get online and purchase them. Um, but it's all digital and it's all electronic. And, and, and you can get any picture you want from that was taken throughout the day. Well, when I was in, in high school, they didn't have all that awesome technology. And so what we did is there were still picture takers throughout the, the different parks. Um, but what we did is they, we gathered together as, as a group of friends and the person took a picture, and then what they did is they shrunk it down, and they put it in this little see-through viewer thing. <laughs> and so when, when I look at this, you know, at, at first sight, I mean, if, if somebody were to pick this up today and look at it, they'd be, okay, well, this is an interesting little piece of plastic. But it's only when you look through the little viewfinder that you can see the picture of me and my 13 friends gathered around um, they're experiencing that day together. It's a perspective that you won't, don't have unless you know how to look into the key finder. Anyone else, it may be just a keychain. But when you look into that eyepiece, you see life, you see the picture through a different perspective. As we think about preparing for the unknown, perspective is very important. And it's important because it takes the focus from the micro, from the the individual, and allows us to view a bigger picture of, of what's going on. Now, I want us to read a little bit of a passage in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 21. Again, if you've got a Bible, feel free to follow along um, or use a device. Revelation chapter 21. We're going to read verses 1 through 6a. Now, when I said the book of Revelation, many of you may have gotten super excited because it's an exciting book. And, and a lot of people have a lot of desire to read it and to, to wrestle with the, the concepts in it. So let me read this for you. Revelation 21, 1 through 6a. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will be with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away, listen to this, every tear from their eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. 